Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Well, in the wake of opening Disney's Encanto in movie theaters across the country, this last weekend, we propose that the next major world showcase attraction at Epcot be based on Encanto's Casita de Madrigal. Why? because guests long for film-based attractions that open worlds of fantasy and suspense. And this casa, this house, does it in ways no other has done before. We look at Encanto, why World Showcase needs a property like this, and what an attraction such as this would look like. We'll also look at other intellectual properties that could become attractions or even countries in World Showcase. Whether or not you have seen Encanto, join us in this spoiler-free brainstorming of what this attraction might be like. And we invite you to check out DisneyAtPlay.com where you can subscribe and you can see a number of images that we'll be talking about that kind of give you the sense, even if you haven't seen the film, it will give you a sense of what we're talking about and of other possibilities for Epcot we offer a number of images and videos. So take a look at that at DisneyAtPlay.com. So let's begin with, well, what is Encanto? Um, with original music from Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda, Encanto focuses on a family living in the mountains of Colombia in a casita that has come to life. Each member of the family possesses special powers, except for Mirabelle, who's played by Stephanie Beatrice. But when Mirabelle discovers that their town may be in danger of losing all magic, it's up to her to save her loved ones. And that's essentially what's at the heart of the story. And, and framing this is the small little pueblo, the small little community in the heart of the mountains of Colombia with this particular enchanted, Encanto is the word for enchanted in Spanish, this enchanted home at the end of the street of this village. Why does World Showcase need uh, a new country or a new land? Well, to understand, first of all, you need to know that there has not been a World Showcase country added to Epcot since 1988 with the addition of Norway gateway to Scandinavia. In fact, that's what they called it. They called, they didn't call it just Norway. They called it Norway gateway to Scandinavia. And if you do that, you have to go, well, you have to go back to the financial business model that created Epcot in the first place. It will help you understand why there hasn't really been another country since then. You have to go back to the roots of the New York World's Fair. When Robert Moses who was over the fair begged Walt Disney to get involved with four different sponsors wanting to build pavilions for the 1964-65 event. There was one pavilion provided by Ford, which took you back in time to the age of the dinosaurs. There was another one sponsored by General Electric, which we know of as um, the Carousel of Progress, although it was a much bigger pavilion than just the Carousel Show. There was the pavilion sponsored by the state of Illinois, which became 
great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Finally, they added a fourth pavilion, a special little attraction known as It's a Small World, which was sponsored by Pepsi-Cola. That whole experience not only catapulted Disney as the king of the World's Fair, it cemented the ability of the organization to attract major corporations to spend serious dollars to be sponsors. That translated to a new Tomorrowland of the late 1960s at Disneyland, whose sponsorship included General Electric, Bell Systems, Goodyear, and Monsanto. That then translated to organizations like RCA, Eastern Airlines, and McDonnell Douglas shaping Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. Under the leadership of Marty Sklar, Walt Disney Productions paraded up and down the 1980s and 70s in an effort to create sponsorship for Epcot. AT&T, Kraft, General Motors, Kodak, American Express, and Coca-Cola, among many others, signed on. And the individual World Showcase nations? They were an amalgamation of sponsors from the individual host countries that came together to sponsor each pavilion. They didn't have as much money as these big-time corporations. That's why, in large part, you didn't see a lot of big attractions, with the exception of the American adventure. But that model has gone away. No one has sponsored an attraction as a major corporation in a major way in years. For instance, no one sponsored Frozen Ever After when it premiered in place of Maelstrom. And Ratatouille and Guardians of the Galaxy coming up, but they also do not have corporate sponsors. That's one of the reasons why Disney is so animate about utilizing its intellectual property up and down this park. It's the only way they can justify building new attractions because they enhance the brand of successful Disney films. And with no corporation wanting their own logo in front, they want to have something important that really brings guests into that particular attraction. And Disney's intellectual property is one thing that can really do that. So why Encanto? Why Colombia, which is the setting for Encanto. Well, Disney's Encanto has, was projected to lead the box office heading into the holiday weekend. The animated adventure took in about $11 million on Black Friday from a little under 4,000 locations and was headed towards a $43.3 million five-day total. Now, that's not much compared to what other kinds of films have done like Frozen in the past on Black Friday. But you got to understand that, well, we're in a post-pandemic kind of period. And so it's now an apples and oranges comparison. And how do you tell which, which of these films, when people are still reticent to or going to the box office, which of these films really going to succeed? By the way, it doesn't hurt that well, frankly, Colombia needs a new image, a new paradigm, having faced decades as simply being the home base, uh, home base for world drug trafficking. 
Columbia is so much more, and this is a great time to showcase the beauty and the heritage of Colombia. The movie takes place in El Valle de Cauca, perhaps one of the most beautiful places I have ever had the privilege of visiting, and in fact, actually living. It, um, I had the privilege of being a, a missionary for my church decades ago, and I lived for a period of time in the heart of this country. And let me tell you, I have been throughout the world, and there are few places that are greener than, than, than the, the jungles and valleys of Colombia. This is an enchanted place, not just simply for its architecture or for its um, landscape or for its, its uh, trees and forests. It's enchanted for its people. The people of Colombia are truly amazing people. Now, by the way, Epcot has Mexico, but Mexico is not South America. South America is an entirely different continent. In fact, Mexico is part of North America. Yeah, they share things such as language and so forth in common, but and, and admittedly, South America cannot be perfectly represented by one country, but it still should have some representation. And I think Encanto is perhaps the best time to really provide that, that window of opportunity. Now, another reason why I think that this would be a terrific attraction for um, for Epcot is that people are in love with attractions that provide a fantasy or even suspense element. Everyone loves the haunted mansion that we find at the haunted mansion at the at the Magic Kingdom or at Disneyland. Another example that stands out is Mystic Manor, which for all intents and purposes may or may not have yet enthralled Hong Kong audiences. But let me tell you, it has certainly captured the hearts of every Disney fan who has visited there. This is truly a terrific attraction. Would I say it's better than the Haunted Mansion? No, but I would definitely say this is an incredible um, experience. And, and this is an environment that comes to life utilizing nearly every Disney trick in the book. In fact, actually, if you come, if you go visit our Disney at play.site, you can see the actual footage of being in Mystic Manor. And it sets the same premise as you have in Encanto, a big house. And you go into the big house, but it's not really where the ride uh, sits. You go through the big house and then you end up going into a show building behind it where you experience the ride itself. Now, while a restaurant and a small shop and a train station constitutes the larger Mystic Manor area in Hong Kong, there honestly is really little in this set-apart district land of Hong Kong Disneyland other than the ride Mystic Manor. It's great, but it's not a complete package in my view. On the other hand, this would not be the case for Encanto. The Colombian village that you see in the film invites all the components found in a traditional world showcase country. An attraction like this could have a beautiful Pueblo village that leads to a casita at the end 
of the road. The food, heritage, merchandise, uh, textiles, so many different hats and 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 so many um, authentic Colombian emeralds. I don't know if you're going to sell real emeralds, but but all of those kinds of things could just really build part of the experience of visiting Colombia. Mountains in the background could hide the show building extending from the casita and could lead guests into a journey that is more memorable than even the film itself. This is a physical place. The house I'm referencing. The house in the film is a physical place that is a character in and of itself in, in, the, uh, in the movie. It lends itself to an amazing experience like no other. Now, you have to remember, some, some things that make for great attractions were not necessarily great films or great stories. For instance, um, Alice in Wonderland did not do well in the box office. And while one likes maybe Alice or the White Rabbit or the Mad Hatter, the characters were kind of difficult to nail down and it was just it was all out there it was all over and yet wonderland has consistently been a theme type experience in disney theme parks we have all sorts of alice in wonderland attractions in fact we did a podcast not so long ago on uh that discussed all the different alice in wonderland experiences the same thing with Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea now that was a great film but people don't go to a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit or attraction because of the characters or because of the storyline. They go because that that Nautilus sub, that Nautilus sub is cool beyond imagination. So despite what you might even think about the storyline of Encanto or the characters of Encanto, which I think is very good. I gotta say, the film, and I've seen the film twice now over the weekend, once uh, with my children, once on a date night with my wife, and I got to tell you, it may not, it may not hit you up front, but there are a lot of layers to the thinking and the messages in this film. It's, it may not be as self-evident as uh, Coco or Frozen, but let me tell you, there's a lot of good that runs in this film, and I love the music as well it's very very much plays on that that the sounds you would hear in colombia i think this is just a great film but more than that the house is so amazing it is so enchanted and it's so incredible the casito and encanto was far more fantastical in the movie than anything you would find at mystic manor yes i love mystic manor don't miss me the house in Encanto come to life in a both friendly and fantasy and haunting manner. Um, it it has all the possibilities as you go exploring this house. All the individual doors of the house, which belong to the different family members, could lead to amazing places in and of themselves. For instance. Isabel's room in the film, and by the way, I'm not trying to give away any, any, um, any uh, um, um, secrets to the film. You still, you can still see this, and I'm not giving away the plot line. But Isabella's room is a floral fantasy 
land all of its own flowers and flowers by the way flowers is one of the biggest exports of colombia and flowers can be found all over meanwhile antonio's room is such an over-the-top adventure land that its animal collection of toucans and capybaras and jaguars well they could actually move this attraction into a land of its own in disney's animal kingdom and that by the way i'd be happy to as to do as well but then there's also the haunting passages of bruno and nobody talks about bruno so we won't either here to avoid spoilers but know that it too offers its own unique part there is just the variety and the things that could be done within this house as you go on an attraction it could be amazing and you got to see the photos you you could literally go in one door and come out into an enchanted world of tree houses and so forth it's so so very cool again no spoilers but know that in mystic manner a storm tears apart the house that might just give you a small hint of what is possible here as well hopefully such hints will make you want to see the film if you haven't uh, mirabelle is clearly uh, the star of the film but the center stage in all of this is casita de madrigal by the way is there room for another pavilion at world showcase absolutely there are lots of choices that are still possible in and around the entire world showcase area for instance mexico and norway while they kind of filled in the space with with a uh, frozen meet and greet in truth there is plenty of space remember that everything's in a circle so as you go outside the circle it fans out and there's even more space the further you go back from the main promenade um, around the lagoon go on a little further african outpost could easily be removed it's not really a legitimate uh, pavilion and all that space adjoining Germany, all that has possibility between Germany and Italy. Also, there is space. There's a there's a train garden there, but that could be removed. In fact, we could build something even more amazing than that train garden uh, between that space. How about American Adventure and Japan? Plenty of space in that area for adding another pavilion. And then also on the other side of Japan, between there and Morocco, there is additional space. Uh, and then finally, if you really wanted to, you could even remove World Showplace, which um, is located between the United Kingdom Pavilion and Canada and find spaces. And there are other pockets of spaces that are also possible. So there are other countries and other possibilities for other attractions to come into World Showcase. Let me talk about a couple of things that I think would be great in World Showcase. First off, I think a lot of people feel this. People would love to see Coco in this existing pavilion. The Land of the Muertos would be an incredible thing to recreate somehow in that attraction uh that would be just fantastic now that doesn't mean i don't love the three caballeros but for a long time disney has talked about building brazil makes sense because there are a lot of brazilian guests who probably would love to come and see their own country uh, showcased at um 
at uh, Walt Disney World and, and in Epcot. And for that matter, what a better place. Put the three caballeros in some form or fashion in Brazil. Jose Carioca represents uh, Brazil as opposed to Penchito, which represents Mexico. So there's a possibility of bringing the guys to Brazil. Next, you have China. Uh, yeah, remember that um, back in that D23, way, way back, they promised to bring a film, a film called Wondrous China. It was going to be a seamless film to replace the older one that had already replaced an even older one. Um, not sure what's happening. Maybe it's lost on a ship uh, carrying cargo between here and China. But notwithstanding, we haven't seen that film uh, make a showing. So, But that would be something great to add. If you were to give me uh, a little opportunity to do something in Germany. Well, there are lots of things to do. One concept was what was referred to as the Rhine River Cruise. I would take that concept, put boats in there, and then take you on a journey throughout all of Europe in the same way that you journey through Disneyland Storybook Village. It would be an opportunity to celebrate all of Disney's European-themed films. And I think it would be great to see those small homes recreated, maybe even in a nighttime setting as opposed to an outdoor setting where it could be weather protected. That would be a great outcome for uh, Germany. Meanwhile, in Italy, you know that Luca show, that film too was really great. The problem with Luca is that uh, it takes place in a little fishing village uh, similar to the resort you find at Universal Florida, it's not really representative of what you see in Disney's Epcot because that land is focused on Venice as opposed to a seaside village. But could you step from there on to another space that could recreate that village or could be a stepping stone to that? Yeah, absolutely. There are ways of bringing Luca and I love the little short that just came in recently from Luca. Uh, I think I think guests really are the audiences have really come to love that little film and the and the um, the story behind it and it's a great setting for having something. Now, a little further down, um, I would love and I have said this many times and I have a video on my Disney and Play um, site. Sinbad Storybook Voyage. I don't understand why Disney isn't building a, a film based on that using the Alan Menken song, Compass of Your Heart. That could easily be a stepping off place in Morocco in the back of the pavilion. And it could con consume a lot of guests who are riding that particular attraction. That would be just a fantastic thing. Then... Going over to the United Kingdom, oh my goodness. If there's one thing I have to put that would even trump the Encanto idea, it's Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins trumps all other choices in my mind, and they were considering that. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that come back in some form. But you know what? I also wouldn't mind revisiting Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, it was taken out of the Magic Kingdom, but I think it's perfect in that uh, United Kingdom pavilion. Also, did you notice that bed knobs and broomsticks? I, this was so interesting. If you look at the, 
there is a new um, history of the archives or a film on Disney Plus that was celebrating the archives. And at one point they go and show some of the map paintings that they have stored. And the image they show is a map painting from a small village in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I looked at that picture and I thought, oh my gosh, this looks like the village in the United Kingdom Pavilion. Uh, and Bedknobs and Broomsticks has come... Uh, is currently playing in London as a new musical. I'd love to see that as well. But first and foremost, yeah, obviously I would love to see Mary Poppins. Where am I going with all this? You think about all these different things. There's so much that could be done to World Showcase. And in fact, you add that and all the other things going on in Epcot, you could create a park that stands alone and above all others, maybe even more than Tokyo Disney Sea, if you really gave it a chance to just flourish with lots of different attractions that would inspire guests as they come through. I think this is a missed opportunity to do more in World Showcase. Guests love that, but they want to do something more than just do a food and wine festival or stop to see some entertainment. There is a need for real rides and attractions in World Showcase. And I think uh, I think a great place to start would be Encanto and the uh, and the casita that could be an entire uh, attraction at, at the same level or really frankly even beyond what you see with Mystic Manor. Well, that does it. I just had to kind of share my thoughts about well, I could share a lot more in terms of Encanto and its many layers of thought about families and about individual worth, self-worth. I think it's really a, a great film to reflect on and consider, but it's a beautiful film and it's a great piece of animation. It's a fun film and great music and, and great settings. And I just would invite you, if you haven't already, go see Encanto in the movie theaters. And then, also, when you have a chance, come check us out. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast channel um, and that you visit iTunes and maybe offer a favorable rating or even a review if you get a chance. Also, visit J. Jeff Cobra on YouTube. We have lots of videos. We added several just this week. Um, finally, join the Wayfinder Society because for as little as a dollar a month, this, our Patreon group, not only helps to support this podcasting and the attending websites, but also gives you access to one of our Disney at Play interactive guides. There are different levels to join. And by the way, you can see uh, two free sneak peeks. So just go to DisneyAtPlay.com, go to the bottom, and you'll see that there is a link for checking out those two sneak peeks. So definitely go see those. any rate, we thank you for joining us for this podcast. And again, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>